1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
2: Welcome to Believe in Sparks, presented by betonline.ag. I'm Sydney Weiss. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Sports.
1: We are excited to talk about Cheneya Gumake on this episode of Believe in Sparks. She signed a multi-year deal to stay in LA. She opted out of that 2020 WNBA season in the bubble because she felt the compacted season wouldn't be the best for her physically given past injuries that cost her both the 2015 and 2017 seasons. You might remember she's the number one pick out of Stanford in 2014. She was the WNBA Rookie of the Year for Connecticut. She played there for three seasons with the Sun before being traded to L.A. where she joined her older sister, Neka Agumike, which, by the way, she'll be on next week's episode. Super excited to have both Agumike sisters back on the roster in L.A. this season. But today, it's all about Cheney Special thanks, as always, to Eli Horowitz. He is the Director of Public Relations and Communications for the Sparks, and... He just always hooks us up, man. He takes us through this conference call. We all get to ask our questions of each athlete, and we just cannot thank him enough. So we're going to get started.
0: We are so excited as an organization to welcome back Agumake. Gumake. Uh, we're going to jump right into questions and get started. So we will start with Sabrina Merchant and SB Nation.
2: Uh, I'm curious. Uh, we've seen these you know, Instagram posts of you working on your game over the last few weeks or so. How are you trying to evolve, you know, going into your next season with Sparks?
3: Hey, Sabrina. Great chatting with you again. I'm really excited to hit the court. I have I know I have, like, a very loud front-facing job when it comes to off the court, but it's hard for me to sort of share that work because that's probably, like, been the most fun. And so, you know, uh, getting back on the court and just rebuilding my body, taking the time it, it's needed to rest, knowing that, you know, my journey has been different, has allowed me to just really go back to square one with my game and work on the things that I really need to work on, whether it is, you know, mid-range shooting and three-point shooting, just skill work. But most importantly, the number one thing that I've been trying to focus on is reading the defense, just one-on-one scenarios, being more efficient as as someone that's looking to expand my game. So it's been like back to the basics, working on my weaknesses, trying to turn them into strengths and just, you know, getting back to being a free-flowing hooper You know, the way I started the game. So it's been a nice reset and it's been fun. It's been what's been going on low key uh, the last few months. And I'm glad to, you know, continue my progressions, but now
0: with the team again. Thanks, Sabrina. Go to Doug Feinberg with the AP. All of us have 24 hours in a day to live our life. And you do like a thousand things more than anyone else in your 24 hours. How do you manage to do that and still be able to? such a high level and how you can be able to balance all this come the season with your awesome job on the radio and other things you do
3: hey dougie what's good dougie long time uh thank you so much i'm not gonna lie it, it's not easy but i think because my two jobs and i do jobs with my fingers sorry are really fun and i say three as a member of the union the ec the wmbpa they're just all passions of mine and they all stem from you know basketball so it doesn't feel like work it just feels like working out you know um whether it's just preparing my mind for tv or preparing my body for a workout or preparing myself and thinking about how we're gonna keep making strides as a league overall with the ec but i guess the best way i can sort of ex- give you an example well i'm just gonna give you what my day is like on on the, the regular i wake up around 5 36. From six to seven, I'm typically prepping for what is to come with broadcast. Seven to nine, I'm working out out here in LA with a great proactive sports group. And then now building the back end into my workouts into on court stuff. Nine to 11, three days a week, I make sure I get back in time so I can do Sports Center. In the middle of that at 10 AM, I have my pre-show meeting for radio. And then around noon, I sort of reset with preparing for the radio show because you guys know your girl isn't just talking about basketball anymore. It's also football. Like I know I'm getting ready to talk about JJ Watt on radio, which is fun today. And then from 12 to one, just prepping for the radio show, catching up on meetings here and there. And then one to four, you know, Pacific, I'm on the radio. And then four to five, I'm sort of either trying to do something like a yoga or get back in the gym for Shots Up. And then towards the evening, I'm watching games and now it's forced me to be a grandma. And so I go to sleep super early and typically I end my night watching something like I tried watching The Vanishing at Cecil Hotel and that just I couldn't do it. I had to watch that with daylight, my blinds open. And so it's been, uh, it's it's a grind, it's a different grind. And so like, that's typically the schedule three days a week. And then the other two days, sometimes I'll, I'll put in more TV, depending on if it's a jump day or I'll switch it up. Like NECA got me on the mega former, which is this crazy Pilates. And so I'll use that time there. So it's just balancing the hours. The hours are typically the same, but uh, it's what I do with the hours. And it doesn't feel like work. It just, I feel immensely grateful to have a position where I can do both, you know, and um my team and my uh you know team at ESPN too feel value in seeing someone do both. So it's it's cool. It's really cool. Thanks, Doug.
1: And now a word from our sponsor. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest as Bet Online is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
0: We'll go over to Miriam Swanson with the LA Daily News.
1: Hey, so
3: I have a question, a NECA question for you. Um, Obviously, she's been here in LA and been a star and been a huge part of what this organization has done for a long time. But um, it's a little different now. How do you see her role changing and and what what does it kind of mean for her to be like the face of the franchise now? One thing I love about NECA is nothing's gonna change when it comes to NECA no matter who she's around the environment she's in necca is just necca you know she's a natural born leader and i am most qualified to say that because i've she's led me ever since i've taken my first breath of life and i continue to you know have have fun riding her coattails and following my big sis through every step of the way and so i don't think anything will change that's the beauty of necca she leads on the court goes you know she goes hard every possession on both ends and she leads off the court you know trying to her best to elevate and uplift and continuing to you know push boundaries when it comes to our league our players as a whole and so that's the one thing that has like you know it's it's probably the easiest answer here because you're gonna get the same NECA and I am excited to help be a part of a team that'll allow her to continue to shine
0: Thanks, Miriam. We'll go over to Howard Megdal with the New York Times. And obviously, you know, you're doing it all, you know, but you are also a player with top overall pick, a two-time All-Star, you know, somebody who has been dominant on the court. And I wonder how much your conversations with Derek and you're thinking about where you are in your career is about uh, reestablishing that level of game as you go to 2021 and beyond.
3: Sure. Thank you, Howard. I'm not going to lie, you know, transitioning to a new team uh, a couple of years ago was probably more challenging than I even thought. And you, you guys know that like uh, I'm the type of person that will try to get nitty and gritty, you know, take the charge, grab the rebound, set the hard pick, uh, run the lane. And so just trying to find my place was harder than I thought. And I think now having the experience, the year under my belt, playing, you know, in Staples, understanding Coach Fish, getting back with my sis, and just understanding who the Los Angeles Sparks are, what our goals are, the standard that we hold on and off the court, I feel so much more at ease to be able to be me in a way that maybe I didn't know that I wasn't ready for that a a year or so ago, or I was trying to navigate that and trying to figure that out, you know, and so... I think when it comes to on the court, it's just about being my best self and I'm yeah. accountable, you know, personally for that because at the professional level, how are you gonna grow? You have to get in the gym and grind. And while my time might be a little more limited to do that, it's still, as you probably heard, uh, the number one priority to me, you know, and um, just being able to go and like, I think maybe sitting in this the seat and working on TV and all that type of stuff, gives me an even greater appreciation to be able to just play the game that I love because I all I do right now is talk about it. So I, I'm looking for <laughs> I'm looking forward to that opportunity again and just getting back to that 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 feeling, which I know I was trying to find. And you know, any team that switches any player that switches teams probably understands that. And so now I know exactly like LA is my home. I mean Houston's home, but y'all know what I'm saying. Uh, Fish is my coach, you know, And I know this team now, you know, in a way that I didn't know before. And now I sort of can approach it the way I feel like will be best for my success.
0: Thanks, Howard. We'll go to Nick Hamilton with Nightcast Media. So I want to ask you, obviously, coming back into the season, you took last season off uh, when the team went through the bubble. But now that the team is back home in Los Angeles, um, you watch a lot of film. Obviously, you said you watch a lot of basketball. So. How much does that help you mentally to prepare for the season? And how much different do you think this team is going to be now that you guys are without Chelsea Gray and Candace Parker?
3: Sure. Yeah. I mean, it was probably one of the hardest decisions for me to have to opt out uh, of the bubble. And it's just super ironic because we spent off the heels of our CBA, you know, a year ago in January to transitioning to negotiating to getting, you know, a season to happen and to be a part of that full negotiation. And then in the 11th hour to realize, hold up Chanae, have you thought about yourself here in this? Like, have you thought about what you've overcome and how you need probably like, you know, eight to 10 weeks on the court to make sure with our doctors who we weren't seeing at the time because of, you know, pandemic and like, are, are you are you, are you ready for this? And I just think having the support of the team saying, you need to put your body first. Like you've overcome so much. And we know that the runway is different this year to have that kind of support really just gave me so much ease of mind. And so watching the sparks in the bubble, obviously it was so much fun to see them because, you know, we have a unique fight that I feel like a lot of teams don't have in in regard of like the, you know, just how we play the game, how we approach it. And how we are never consider ourselves down and out. We have a standard of excellence and to not be a part of that and to not to not help. And I'd watch them like, man, like I want to go in there and like set some screens, get some rebounds, like provide some energy. It just was hard for me. But at the same time, what the women were doing just was incredible overall. And so I think, you know, this, this new team might have new faces. And but at the same time, the mindset is still the same. It's, you know, pursuing championships playing to our best of our ability, individually and collectively. And we've always known that no matter who's out there, the mission remains the same. And so I think that's just the energy that I'm bringing back. And, you know, everyone will probably still be on making the most of what we have. And we we have a lot still.
0: Thanks, Nick. We'll go to Helene Elliott with the LA Times.
2: Hi, um, just wanted to ask with all these other wonderful uh, opportunities that you have out there and the work that you did last year while you weren't playing. Did it ever cross your mind to not come back and play? <laughs> That's a hilarious question,
3: because one of the most annoying things I ever hear because I work, you know, people see the TV and they, you know, our amazing women are overseas playing. They always forget like, oh, you know, there are women hoopers that play 24 seven. And so, or the ones that are here are training 24 seven. Like, oh, like, are you, did you retire? I was like, no nah, bro, like I just opted out this season. And I know a lot of people bring these questions because I've missed a couple of seasons due to injury. So it's like, not like I've had that consistency, but um, yeah, I mean, I I never once, I think I never once wavered, I'm always going to train. Like (laughs) that just has always been a part of my routine. When the team was in the bubble, I was getting healthy, as healthy as possible so that the next season I'll be in a better position than I was before. Uh, It's like I said, waking up early and making it a part of my daily, daily, you know, routine. And so it's never crossed my mind, even though a lot of people have asked and I just sort of brush it off as like, oh, like they just know me probably on TV or broadcast, not necessarily you know, what we they haven't been following the the years past. But yeah, I'm just glad that being on the court with the Sparks will give a resounding answer.
0: Thanks, Aline, We'll go over to Brady Clapper with SB Nation.
2: Um, you've answered, you know, you've you've spoken
0: on this on in a few other questions here, but I'm wondering with opting out of last year, not playing overseas anymore, it's been, you know, about a year and a half or so since you've played a game. Uh and I'm assuming with the pandemic that it's a lot harder to get some run in with some pickup games and whatnot. Um, What's that been like to go that long without being able to have the normal structure of a season and how nice is it to have a year off where you can actually focus on the game, whereas in the last years off, you've having to be focusing on rehabbing.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, my journey with the uh, WNBA has not been a linear line. So again, I got drafted in 2014, had an amazing year with the Sun got injured playing overseas, come back, had another great year, got injured again overseas in China. And so I've had extended periods of having to not have access to a gym the way I'd want to wake up and go and hoop like everyone else could. And so I think that's why I probably have a huge appreciation to not only play the game, but talk about the game, because I know it can be taken away at any time. And I think a lot of athletes sort of came to that feeling of recognition in, you know, the pandemic, the last, you know, over the last months, Uh, that I sort of knew just based on my injury history, what the challenges of that could be. And so going into this, you know, year and a half of not playing, it's familiar territory because I've known exactly what that progression looks like and just how to listen to my body. And also, you know, the experience of, you know, my sister's one of the best at finding cutting edge ways to stay top tier. And so, you know, just finding different resources for me to focus on and just keep things fresh in my mind And so this is just part of my journey, which I've realized is not necessarily the most ideal, but it is one that I own. Um, uh, Yeah, and it's helped build my character when it comes to the injury and the, you know, the, the long pauses in between seasons. So every time I get back, I'm like, it's lit, like I'm back. And so I guess I have that same anticipation going into this year and when it comes to training, yeah, it's not been easy, especially, but it's not been easy for anyone quite frankly, just to get access to a gym. And so having Coach Fish, who, as a very, very well respected professional athlete out here in Los Angeles, being able to pull some strings, and I'm working with state-of-the-art strength and conditioning teams, and that, like, even, you know, with new gyms that are being built and having access to those, uh, like, it's been uniquely to my favor, you know, uh, just being here in LA uh, and being able to work with, you know, the best of the best. I work with a guy in Beverly Hills by the name of Fabrice Coutier, who trains Rudy Gobert, Kyle Kuzma, uh, Tony Parker, long time, Nikola Vucevic. So like, those are at my resources. So, you know, it's just been, it's been cool because now I have it all within a nice little, I mean, the, sometimes like to go training, it's like an hour away, but like within my back, backyard. And so I, I really um, am grateful for that.
1: And now a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay, whether rare dead stock, or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. Listen, I'm so excited to talk about this because I'm such a sneakerhead, and eBay is the place. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. eBay's authenticity guarantee your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent, professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital, stamp of authenticity and it also protects sellers with a verified return process and for sneaker sellers out there ebay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers hundred dollars plus making it free to sell or flip your collection go to ebay.com slash sneakers today ebay the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection
0: thank you we'll go over to christina williams with girls talk sports
1: Um, So
3: today is the first month of Women's History Month, the first day of Women's History Month, sorry. (laughs) Um, What woman empowers or inspire you and what does it mean to you to be a a woman athlete? It's a very, very special day, the first day of Women's History Month. And honestly, you know, I get asked this question a lot. It's easy for me and, you know, I'm very fortunate to be able to have the option to say my family, my mother, my sisters. sparks legends Lisa Leslie has been a tremendous mentor to me but I just want to use this time to just shout out the amazing incredible women of the WNBA just period the 144 women that have not only held it down on the court you know but also more importantly done things off the court that matter most you know through our collective solidarity to be a part of a league that is so much more even not caring who gets the credit or if we ever get the credit now society is starting to see what our power is and what our voice is and what that can translate to even, you know, going to the highest, you know, stakes in, in, in our country. And so Women's History Month is all about the W for real. That's it's the W for me.
0: <laughs> thanks, Christina. And, and thanks everyone to attending. We've got a big group here. We'll go over to John W. Davis, Windsider
3: great my number one youtube subscriber thanks john he always supports
0: through. oh all good all good so what i want to ask you was you know the last time we talked before a season uh you told me that the sparks were a super team so at the start of the 2021 season some people are projecting the sparks to be in the bottom four of the power rankings and some people are saying the sparks might not even make the playoffs in 2021 so with that said what's your personal opinion and then professional analysis.
3: Y'all funny, Uh, personal opinion as a member of the Sparks. I don't care what people think, honestly. Like I know exactly what we are going to try to accomplish this year. And it doesn't matter what other people think where they put us in the power rankings. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't count on the Utah Jazz being number one in the power rankings coming in with my professional but look what they're doing. And is it largely because of them being a super team? Maybe not. It might be more so because they have an offensive captain and a defensive captain and a really cool coach and a pace that works and shot makers, right? So there's a whole bunch of ways to be productive outside of just an aggregation of talent or accumulation of talent. And so that's what my job has taught me and told me. And as a competitor, I mean, all I personally focus on is, bringing my best self each and every day and i'm really grateful that fish and the sparks overall through our leadership has allowed me to be able to sort of have both worlds you know and and push boundaries and also knowing that like that would that would translate to hopefully like being able to play free you know on the court as well so i guess that's where i'm at on that you know it as a competitor, it doesn't matter who's in front of you, you know, it's just what's the task at hand, being your best self and being your best self for your team. And there's a whole lot of ways to be successful, ways that are unpredictable. And that's one of the coolest things about the season. That will be the story of the season, how, how you build the right way. And uh, I'm excited for us.
0: Thanks, John. We have time for just a few more today. We'll go to Logan Murdoch with The Ringer. What's up? I got a two part question. So um, I think you kind of answered the first one, but how do you remain a contender with uh with you know Chelsea not in the mix and Candace not in the mix? And the second part of my question is, did Kayla Johnson come with you as a package deal to I, Los Angeles?
3: I've been trying the second part. I've been trying to make that happen for two years, y'all. For those who don't know, Kayla Johnson is, <laughs> my, you know, my best friend. She also works for ESPN. One of the best, probably the best, you know, social producer and digital producer, you know, as a, you know, young black woman in the industry, just doing her thing. So proud of her. And so I've I've been trying to have her come out here at West Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, She was with me in Connecticut. She was I saw her in New York. And so now I'm trying to get her out there. And Logan just knows that. But uh, uh, when it comes to the court, I mean, obviously, uh, Chelsea and Candace have been a huge part of the Spark success for, a, you know, a number of years. And now as we transition to this new stage, I mean, we still have tremendous talent and leadership, you know, with my big sis. And then the the new pieces that we're acquiring, I think you can only be excited, especially if, you know, you're Neko or myself, you know, uh, with Erica Wheeler, who has just improved her game each and every year is a fierce competitor. And as a point guard, you know, someone that can just slice and dice and hit you with these pocket passes that are great and just knows how to just elevate the mindset, too, of a a team to compete, as we saw with Indiana. And then my girl, Zowie B, like, I've always been cool with Zowie throughout the league. And so now having that, you know, eclectic, that, that versatility at the post, position overall you know with her being a sniper pretty much a guard in a post body but also someone that can mix and bang like those are essential pieces that we need to succeed this year from the point guard you know especially playing fast and moving the ball and humming and then from the post stretching the defense and playing a little bit more positionless you know small ball is all the rage nowadays right so those two just are the on the forefront of my mind um And so it makes me really excited. And Bria as well, you know, knowing her for a hot second in Connecticut, but that versatility and size as a wing, like while many people might be like, oh, focusing on what we do not have, what we do have actually can hold us together pretty nicely as a team. And I think everyone has a chip on their shoulder here as well. Thanks, Logan.
0: We'll go over to uh, Pepper Pursley with the next.
1: Hi, Shanae. I'm honored to be able to talk with you today. Um, I wanted to ask you a question about Renee Montgomery. What are your thoughts on there now being a black female owner of a WNBA team?
3: Hey, Pepper. What's good? Um, we're It was really remarkable. And this is where I say it's a testament to the W players for always pushing boundaries and breaking norms. And Renee, being a part of the ownership group, is exactly what we sort of fight for, you know, representation, visibility, authenticity. And so it's been great to see a lot of players branch out and become people with leadership positions that are necessary in our game, not just, you know, women's hoops, but just in the business of basketball and women in the workplace period. And I know she's probably not like, I, I think Lisa Leslie also, had a high ownership role, just carrying on that legacy. And then we've had female owners uh, believing, uh, Sheila in Washington as well, that have found tremendous levels of success. So just adding to the uh, the amount of remarkable women that we've had throughout you know the, the years when it comes to the 25th season upcoming of the W and building upon that and finding ways to continue to give back to the game. Renee is just one of many and what Renee has been able to do. Is, is, is tremendous uh, as she transitions from player to now, you know, owner. Thank you. Anytime Pepper.
0: <laughs> Thanks Pepper. Our last two, um, we'll go to Jim Alexander with the LA Daily News.
2: Uh, Shanae, thank you for doing this and welcome back. A couple couple things regarding the opt-out year. How much basketball activity were you really be able to do during during last season and have you how much thought have you given to the fact that taking that year off may have extended your career at the back end
3: (laughs) now you sound like my mom (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) no thank you thank you jim uh yeah it was again the hardest thing because like who would sit through months and months of negotiation and fight and like making sure we have the right platform then like oh snap so it really hurt me it was heartbreaking for me to have to opt out but I know that it was the right thing like you, you mentioned for my body just because given my history I don't want to put it in unnecessary risk knowing that I want to be great for the long term and so uh I actually haven't thought about that as much but like my mom says it like Shanae, this is good like rest is good i was like no mom i was like fighting all those instincts and stuff but uh it's it's it was hard to get into a gym but i was fortunate to have people help me and so i'm really grateful because i know a lot of people didn't have that type of access outside of the bubble and so just being able to go you know go from square one work on my body work on my movement work on my mechanics and then all right. Work on my left hand. Work on my dribbling. Work on my footwork. Work on my spot shooting. You know, and work on my movement on the perimeter. Work on my passing. So it's been step by step, and it's been slow, but it, that's the only way I go because I know that that slow means sustainable when it comes to body and me. And so um, it's it's been just it's just that's just how I have to move, and I'm grateful because I still have a, You know, I still have years ahead, and hopefully, like you said. That break might have hurt, like heartbreak, but it might be the better thing for me in the long term.
0: Thanks, Jim. Um, I do have a hand up here from ESPN Radio, so we'll, we'll call on them.
2: Oh, no. Hey, this is Mike Golick Jr. from ESPN Radio, first time, long time. Uh, no real question, just wanted to say we're all really excited for Chanae here to see her get back on the court. She's been a great teammate for all of us and we've been really fortunate to have her right now and to continue to have her but we're uh, we're excited to see her with her first love but uh, i do want to ask if you've thought any more about taking up my offer to come and be the full-time ball boy and water boy for the LA Sparks thanks
3: Y'all, I don't know why you guys didn't mute him. Oh my gosh. Y'all see what I have to deal with? No, for real. He's like a sweetheart. He said, "Oh, he's like my second love because I don't have a boo. So that's Junior. <laughs> I can't believe they did that. Uh, well, there you go. Look at that. Those are my people.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike. And I know, Sinead, you have to get ready for a huge day ahead. So thanks to all the media. Eli, Thank I'm Shanae.
3: coming for you for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you so much uh, for joining media. We will send out a recording to this. And thanks again, Janae.
3: Y'all got me. Oh, my Lord. No, thank you, guys. Thank you guys for being there on my journey and um, making everything possible for me and believing in me uh, for everything, you know, not just on the court, but also off the court. It really means the most. You guys keep me going. So
1: I will see y'all soon. Thank you, Eli Horwitz. And also special thanks to Natalie Gilmore. As always, your hard work makes this show sound awesome. We appreciate you. And how about this? Chanae will star in a new campaign with DoorDash, becoming the first WNBA player in over a decade with a non-hoops solo national commercial. The campaign aims to celebrate women making history. It's called Made by Women. It's an app and digital platform. It champions women-owned businesses to uplift women's voices, along with a first-of-its-kind partnership with our two-time WNBA All-Star and L.A. Sparks player, Shania Goumike. Thank you for listening to this episode of Believe in Sparks on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Stacy Pates for Sydney Weiss. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. This has been a presentation of BetOnline.ag.
2: Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Sports. Follow me at sweetbaby 24 on Instagram and Twitter, and Stacy at StaceyPates Pates on both platforms as well. Interested in advertising on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Go Sparks!